0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yo, 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 it is your girl, Angel Wallace-Smiles, back at you for That Gym Girl podcast. You're here for another episode, and oh my gosh, is this a goodie? We're talking about how to level the fuck up up. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Oh, by the way, make sure to follow us on Instagram, give us a little follow, um, add a little five-star review. Your lady know it makes such a difference and I just cannot wait for more ladies to listen to the pod. Enjoy the app. Alrighty, guys, we are back at you with another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast and we've got a bit of a different guest on today. So today I'm actually with my twin brother, Surprise! I have a twin brother. I may have been keeping this a secret. Sorry to my brother Jonty. Um, yes, I have my twin brother with me today, and he is a male. He is the first guy that we're having on that Gym Girl podcast, and I'm very excited that he's here. How are you, Jay?
2: I'm really excited. I think it's awesome to come onto a podcast um, that is aimed at female audiences and show that there are males out there that support girls in the gym um, and want to p- put in and help females getting into it.
0: Mm. Absolutely, and I think that's what I want to make a point of is that just because this is called That Gym Girl doesn't mean that we are alienating ourselves from men or trying to cut off any boundary or tear down males. That's completely a, the polar opposite of what I want to do because even myself, my dad helped me get into the gym. My brother has supported my entire fitness journey and my business journey, and I think having supportive men in your life, and I say, I want to say that again, having supportive men in your life can be such a game changer and can help you also in your relationships. All right, are you ready?
2: Oh, I'm ready. I'm sh- so excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to actually intro you. Yep. So can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself, what you do and what your mission is?
2: Um, so first of all, my name obviously, is Johncy. Um I'm a massive, I like to say I'm a massive fitness fanatic these days. Um, about a year ago, I would consider myself morbidly obese at 125 kilos um, and something just changed in my brain where I decided to go, right, you're going to stop being obese and you're going to change yourself. Um, and now I'm really here to talk to people who are struggling with how they look. Uh, they don't think they're doing well. They don't think they're getting that consistency up. And I want them to know it's okay to fail, but it's not okay to stay down. Yeah, You've got to get back up. Yeah, And I guess as you will tie to the pods, you've got to level up yep. and really change.
0: So Absolutely. And it's all about like that Rocky quote, you know, the one where it doesn't matter how many times you get hit. Or how many fails you have or how many times you go back into your old ways, whether it's diet, fitness, relationships, mental health. It's about pushing through and coming back and each time wanting to create some more sustainability.
2: Yeah, 100%. Like everything's got to be lifestyle. And I found that out the hard way. I'm still finding that out the hard way that if it's not sustainable, it's not possible and it's not actually going to happen.
0: Yeah, and that's when yo-yo dieting and all of that shit comes into it. You try and have this overnight success and these overnight fixes and then you realise that's not a lifestyle.
2: Well, I was 15 and I lost 20 kilos. I had the ab mold coming in but I was only eating 1200 calories a day. I was running in the morning, swimming and ranting, soccer at night, training in the night as well and I wasn't eating enough and I didn't... It wasn't possible. You come out of school you just get fat again because you don't have that routine. Mm. So yeah, you've got to be normal. You've got to be normal.
0: Absolutely, and I guess that's... Where today's topic kind of came from. I've had this topic idea in the vault, in the that gym girl (laughs) vault, as I like to say, for a little while, and I've been wanting to bring it out with a certain guest. And John T just said to me today, you know, we should film a podcast. And this episode was in the back of my mind for you to film with me. And I don't know if you've been seeing on TikTok that trend of how to be the villain or how to bounce back and have that revenge body or how to just like be that better version of yourself. And basically, the whole premise of it is working on your personal development, your self-care, your fitness, your health, and your whole aura and persona as a holistic approach. And it's,
2: it is interesting that you, like, we call it the revenge mode or the revenge phase where you are working on those important things because um, it feels like you're getting revenge on people, but we've almost got to get away from that. We're doing it to get back to someone else. We're doing it to improve ourselves. And as you said, those key things are um, what we've got to work on. I think the real important stuff is what can you control and what can you work on from a ground basis? Yeah. You know, what do you have control of when you first bounce back?
0: Yeah, and I'm such a big believer in baby steps. Like, people who listen to the pod uh, religiously will know baby steps is such an important concept in my journey, taking one foot in front of the other, and they don't have to be leaps.
2: I remember training with you out the back, and... um, I was struggling to do half a push-up on my knees and you were struggling to lift weights. Um, and we just took baby steps. We just learned every little technique. And now here you are running an awesome podcast teaching girls how to lift. So yeah, it truly is baby steps. Um, but even before that, when we both wanted to get into it, the baby step was getting out of bed. Because for some people, getting out of bed is a success. And that's okay. Mm. If you struggle to get out of bed and then you've managed to get out of bed with a smile on your face, that is a win. Yeah. And you've just got to enjoy that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of want to preface today's episode with our stories yep. and kind of go into how we leveled up and when we decided to make that switch into leveling up so for me personally it was a lot of women have faced this i know a lot of men too but also a lot of women you have this toxic relationship and that's all good, I'm all good. Um, you have this toxic relationship. I had a really toxic one with a guy and he ended up cheating on me multiple times, to my knowledge twice, but you, Lord knows, I don't know, more. Um, and then working through all of that dark thoughts and that sort of process. And then I found the gym and I found therapy with a psychologist. I'm such an advocate for therapy. I think it's so valuable. Whether or not you're having trauma or not having trauma, it's so valuable to help your mental health. I'm such an advocate for mental health. And you are too, John T. It's so important. And especially for men at the moment. Women, if you have men in your life who always seem like the guy who's got his shit together, Please check in on them because they probably don't have their shit together. (laughs) Men do not have their (laughs) shit together. They are still vulnerable and they're still little teddy bears. Even if there's a mold around them that's fucking hard as concrete, there is still a little teddy bear in there who just needs a hug. So please check in on your male friends. Um, anyway, going back to my story, I felt I I did want to do the revenge body. And I did want to have this like, fuck you, I can do better than you, mantra. And I realized that. I actually didn't need to do that. I just love the gym and I love myself and I love my own mental health and emotional health and physical health. And I ended up reversing it and doing it for me. Um, and that is where leveling up comes from. And then for yourself, John, to you, how does this relate to your life?
2: It's just like, it's obviously, I don't know how much the listeners know about our background, but obviously we went through a lot um, growing up. And um, I kind of realized that watching certain people in our lives, not just one person, but direct people, it was always, uh, it's the world's fault. It's mm. the world's fault. It's the world's fault. And then, you know, I went through some things with some bad people around me that would get me to do stupid stuff. Um, a certain chick made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and these boys made me feel like I wasn't clever enough to amount to anything. Um, and then I have sitting there going, why do the bad things keep happening to me? They kept on happening because I, as a person, decided that that was going to happen to me. So for me, it was the leveling up of going, well, stuff this. These bad things aren't going to keep on happening to me because I'm going to react and I'm going to change course. And so I kind of went at this point in my life where I had rubbish friends, rubbish female around me. I went, no, we're not, we're not that angle, John T, That's not you. You are this strong male who is going to be the best version of yourself mentally, physically. Let's talk about what you've gone through. Talk to someone and just hammer it. So I actually, um, I actually didn't even get into the gym straight away when I got rid of all those toxic people. I actually started by, um. I had insomnia, so I actually started by listening to the Calm app. And I'd sit there at night, and I would listen to an old man talk about an old bookstore and an old library that had all these nooks and antiques and stuff. And um, I started calming minds, and then I'd wake up and meditate in the morning. And I really just worked on my mental state. And then with my mental state feeling good, my best mate's wife turned around and said, Jonty, you're doing great mentally. Let's get you physically. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I trained two times a day. Um, I ate 1,800 calories a day. Um, and I just smashed it but I still drank once a week I still enjoyed my party life that I used to have with those toxic people but I didn't have the bad mental state going into it I was like I'm good I'm on a good spot I'm going to have a drink tonight because I'm feeling good and it was just really turning around and going well I'm not a victim you're not a victim in life you are the main character so to say you're making things happen things aren't happening to you you're making them happen Yeah. So that's really what kind of changed my mindset.
0: I think people forget that they're in control of what they consume. And I think that's a really valuable point that you've made, whether that's on social media or relationships, the fucking coffee shop you go to, yeah. the apps that you have on your phone, the things that you do at night to pass the time, whether that's Netflix or car map or something else. Like, you're in control. Yeah. And... At the end of the day, nobody else is going to do this life for you except for you. So you may as well make it a good one. 100%.
2: And, like, you talk about social media. I mean, obviously, at the moment, I don't want to name names. There's obviously a big influencer who's so a misogynist and is really doing some nasty things. The yeah, moment.
0: I'm not going to name his name because I don't want to give him any more clout. But, clout, but yeah, I know who you're talking but, about. But,
2: you know, those sort of things are the problem. Like, young men like me want to support females. And then young men like that will watch those videos and go, no, I'm not going to support females. And it is massive. Any guys listen to this, like there's chicks in the gym that are just as nervous as you are, just as worried about their body as you are. Welcome them. Mm. They'll welcome you. They'll love a chat. Um, you don't have to say anything about how they're looking. Just tell them that they're welcome. They're happy to be here and you're happy for them to have you here.
0: And can I make a note? Sometimes women going to the gym, they look at the men and go, oh my God, they're so confident and they're in the gym and they're working out. And that's where the gym anxiety stems from. Do males experience gym anxiety?
2: Angel, the amount of times that we'll be training in a little corner by ourselves and a bigger bloke than me will come over and you'll go, John, do you want to move? And physically, I want to say yes. I want to go, yeah, I want to move. I want to train next to him. People get intimidated. If I watch a chick squat 110 kilos and I can only squat the bar, I'm there going, "Well, I'm rubbish. Like, we all get intimidated by people that are better than us. That's natural. But what's not natural is letting that beat you. Mm. You know, like, anxiety is a great tool to have at times but it's also something that we have to beat. And we have to realise that that bigger person as well, who's lifting that much weight, has someone bigger than them, that they're nervous about being around. Everyone has someone, but it doesn't matter.
0: That's so true. Well, we better stem into today's actual topic and the points that we want to kind of support the topic of levelling up. Mm -hmm. So there are five key elements that you can implement into your life that will help you level up. So I've got here creating a routine and having hygiene. I'll expand on this because I think that's a very important thing, especially the hygiene aspect. Uh, Doing something to control your emotions, reaching out to your friends and family, how food plays a role in your life, and then working on your goals, ambitions, and having a plan of attack. Are you excited for the episode?
2: I'm really excited. I'm always excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, first things first, hygiene and routine. I cannot, I don't even know, I cannot preface this enough or support this enough that hygiene and routine is so important once you've hit rock bottom. once When you're in this rut and you feel like the world is closing in on you, things like showering can be hard. 100%. Things like getting out of bed, things like brushing your teeth, doing your laundry, all of that shit can feel like the end of the world, let alone going to work, yeah. going to uni, you know, turning up to friends and family and having dinners with them. Like that seems like not even the essentials at the moment. You're working on just getting out of the fuck out of bed. Yeah. So you need to create a base and you need to create a foundation of what are the small things in my life that I need to do and I can control. What are your thoughts on this?
2: I really – it's something like if you're just struggling to get out of bed, don't go to the gym and have coffee with 100 friends. Like that's going to kill you and you're going to be sitting there, you're going to be feeling low because these guys are going to be talking about how great their lives are. What you need to do is you need to get out of bed – brush your teeth and smile. And just smile. Just look at yourself and smile. I think creating that habit of looking yourself in the eyes in the morning and smiling is awesome. I do it every morning. I get out of bed, brush my teeth, look myself in the eyes and smile. Not because there's a whole motivational thing to it, but I just want to see myself happy Mm. because I think that happiness is the biggest thing. If you don't wake up happy, you're going to have a tough day. Yeah. So definitely, you've just got to win that battle. If you can win the battle of getting out of bed and brushing your teeth so that you smile, that's your first battle of the day one. Because. For some people, their day is battles. Every little thing is a battle and the whole day is a war. So they've got to break it down. So there's little things that they can do. Um, The biggest thing for me, if you're struggling to get out of bed, the one thing you have to do every day is get out of the house. I genuinely am a strong believer that, you know, we can take mental health days, stay at home, relax, be as introverted as you want. You can be as introverted as you want. But go outside for 10 minutes, read a book in the sun, just because you do need that vitamin D, I do thoroughly believe that that sun is something that we have to have. So I mm. think everyone should set that challenge of, "Hey, I'm going to get out of bed and see the sun today." Yeah, all they need to do.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I think it's starting small. Yeah, and not going, "Oh, I want to become a doctor and I'm going to go to uni and I'm going to and creating all these like worldly issues." Hold your horses. Let's bring it down to ground zero. And let's get out of bed, shower, brush our teeth, and maybe have some food.
2: Yeah, definitely have some food. Yeah. Start your day every day with a little bit of food. Doesn't matter if it's one apple, doesn't matter if it's a bit of bacon, doesn't matter if it's five Weedabix. Start your day with a bit of food. Mm. Because you just gotta fuel your body. Your body needs it, and your body deserves it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. So, moving into subtopic two, I, once you've created this grounding, you're getting out of bed, you're showering, you're brushing your teeth, you're kind of mellowing and you're getting into life. Once you feel at ease with your routine, then I would recommend controlling your emotions and finding a way to manage emotions. You don't have to be the happiest human being. You don't have to be the most positive human being. You just have to manage how you respond and how you utilize your emotions in life. I know with yourself. And I hope you don't feel annoyed when I say this. Anger has been a huge thing for you. It's sometimes been a huge thing for me as well. Um, in the past, I would, somebody would say something to me and I'd be, I just jump on the defense. I'd literally just jump on the defense and say, absolutely not, you're wrong. And now I've gotten to a point where I can actually internalize that, not all the time, but more often than not. I can understand where the other person is coming from. If they've got a dispute with me, I can then chat about it. And so the way that I learned to manage this was therapy and also boxing. Yep. Boxing is a great release. Weights as well is a great release. And then also therapy. H- putting this on you, how did you learn to manage your emotions?
2: Um, I kind of learned from a young age techniques. Um I was like year five and I was forced to do anger management, um, which kind of says a lot about when you talk about me being angry. I was one of the angriest mofos around Mm. for a little while. Um, So for me, there's like little techniques. It sounds stupid. Count to 10. Just sit back and count to 10. Sometimes as well, what I have to really remember is when someone's having a go at me, when they're getting angry, when something's coming up, coming at me and it's really difficult to deal with. Maybe that person has had their own tough day. Mm. Maybe that obstacle is there because I'm not doing something right. Or maybe it's there to teach me something. I think, though, what you said is it's not all the time. Sometimes we're not perfect. Sometimes we do get angry. And it's what do we do when we get angry? We can't lash out. We can't hit people. We can't make people angry. We can't make them sad. I think when you get angry, you've got to not internalize it, but speak to someone, speak to a therapist, write it down. You know, for me, I um, if I get really wound up with someone, I will go off and I will type on my phone for five minutes and it will just be, this is what happened, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll look back at it and go, well, hang on. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Maybe they're in the right. And it's just like taking that process to take the emotion out of my emotions.
0: Mm.
2: And then I can add it back in afterwards, once yeah. I've looked at it. Yeah, That's a big one for me.
0: No, that completely makes sense. And I think also going on from this is finding a release. Oh, yes, there is therapy. And yes, there is mental health aspect of it. But finding a physical release has been a major game changer for me. Weights. Is literally, I say it's my therapy because I go into that gym every day. I have an hour, if not more, to myself and I can sit in my thoughts and really contemplate what's going on in my life and what I can control.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think like, as you said, weights for me as well, going into the gym, when you're lifting those weights, you can control how much weight you lift. Mm -hmm. You can control how good you look and you control how hard you work. You can also then go, hang on, I've been really angry this week. So this anger is now coming in and I'm pushing it through down to my muscles and my muscles are working for me it was boxing Um, I had a fight, uh, a boxing fight in a ring, it was illegal Um, and it was awesome, every time I went into training it wasn't, I'm going to kill the person in front of me, it's I'm going to smash that bag, I'm going to smash those pads and I'm going to let out all this little bit of anger into those pads and those bags, Uh, but I'm going to do it in a way that's safe, Mm. safe and controlled, for me it was always, it has to be controlled even at the gym, when you picking up side and you're angry, you're picking it up, you're doing deadlift, you're getting really angry, but you still can't let your technique go. You've got to have a control, don't you? You can't let your arms fail, you can't let your back snap, you've got to do your controlled anger, keep that technique, which I think is like, the gym is definitely a release, but you've got to control it as well. You have to control it and make sure that when you get angry, you get angry, but you're still working on that technique.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Now moving into the third point, this is when you've You've found that base, you've, you know, gotten yourself together mentally, you're, maybe you're seeing a therapist, or you've started physical activity, whatever it is, you're feeling at a point where you can reach out to people in your life, your circle of friends, your family, your support network. I am such a believer that you shouldn't isolate yourself, you can't alienate yourself in these things, or if you're in a rut, you need to reach out to your friends, and I know it's easier said than done, but it must be done.
2: Well, I think there was a famous person in Australia recently that just um, took their own life through a depression. Mm. Um, I won't talk about him or who he was, but.
0: Oh, we should give him condolences. Oh, it was
2: very sad, and it's massive, the uh, massive condolences to the family uh, yeah. and those apart, but I don't want to name names because it's still relevant. Um, but he didn't speak about it, and people didn't check in on him. If you're a dude and you're going through hard times, you're not lame to reach out. My best mate in Melbourne, I still reach out to him if I'm having a tough time. He messaged me. Um, We could look like these toughest people on the outside having the best time. But as you said at the start of the video, you can have it all together, but you have to reach out to family, friends. My dad is my biggest support. I would text my dad. I'll come and have a chat with him. Um, I let myself have a beer and relax with him. You've know, you got to reach out because if you don't, it just bottles up. And even if you're trying to control it at the gym, you're winning your little battles. If you're not talking about it to your friends you're not having these people around you, It's really going to be difficult because internal thoughts are really
0: dangerous. Mm -hmm. They're
2: a really dangerous thing if you don't talk about
0: them. Yeah, absolutely. So I really think that are you okay day every day? Yeah. Do it to your friends and then also reach out to your friends if you are in need. Yeah. So check in on your friends and say, are you okay? How are you doing? And then if you're the person who needs checking in on, reach out and say to your friends, hey, I'd really love a coffee or I'd really love a catch up.
2: It's not lying. People think it's lying females i think it's really good that we're starting to just normalize it more with females and females seem to have their coffee catch-ups their meetings and then the chat um men seem to struggle men will go for a beer and then they won't talk about their problems um, because it's not masculine. it's not an alpha male thing to do um we've got to remember that this alpha and beta male thing is a lot of crap mm. um and that you know even wolves don't really have this alpha and beta system that we all talk about um but we have to talk to people it doesn't make you less masculine to talk. It makes you braver. It makes you smarter. Um, generals in the armies, if they were having issues, they would talk about it. If their battalion isn't winning a battle, they talk about it. They don't just internalize their thoughts and don't do anything about it. They talk to people around them and ask how they can change it. So if you want to compare yourself to anyone as a man and talk about whether or not we should be talking to our friends, compare yourself to a war general. They talk to their colleagues about what they can do to fix the issues Straight away. Mm. So if a war general will do it, why can't we do it about ourselves?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Simple. Yeah, I like that you said that. There's also this um, new kind of concept called feminine masculine energy. I'm not really big in the whole spiritual energy world, and it's not really that. It's not where we are. But there is this thing that you've got your masculine energy, which is you get shit done and you take action and all of that. Then there's the feminine energy, which is where you listen to your emotions, you become vulnerable, and you open up a little bit more. And there's this belief that you should have both energies in your life, whether or not you're a male or a female, you need to have both. And I think that's right.
2: I don't know if it should be named, though, like masculine or no, feminine. Think, yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't like the naming of it, to be honest, but it's just what I saw it on TikTok.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Because I, I like to think of myself as quite a tough person, mm. but I'll cry, I'll be upset, and I'll talk to people about it. And that doesn't make me soft, that makes me human that makes me normal every human has issues and we've all got to deal with them safely in a happy space yeah Um, and just on your friends and family also on your friends and family we can't forget partners you know partners can be massive as you said you had a toxic ex i had a toxic female around me now i have an amazing girlfriend who i can vent to talk to um, and she's been awesome we've got to remember that we can talk to them a bit but you don't overload them and you have to listen to them as well you've both got your own issues. Mm. But they're your biggest support network.
0: And you're in control of who you stay with.
2: Yeah, definitely. If, you, if you're if you not happy in the relationship, if that person's treating you badly, um, you don't have to be with them. As scary as that seems, you might have been with that person five years. But if they're treating you badly, if they're making you think bad things about yourself, that's not your person. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing to stomach for some people. But uh, yeah, sometimes you have to just make a big change like that. Um, because that is the most important person in your life. Because realistically, you date to break up or date to marry. Let's be honest. You do date. For two reasons. And if your dates break up, that's fine. You can have your fun. You can break up. But if your date is married, you don't want to be stuck with someone that's going to be abusing you, having a tough time, making it hard for you. So I think that you've got to pick your person, as you said. You choose your person.
0: And they choose you. Yep.
2: Yeah. If they aren't in love with you anymore, oh, well. You can't do a lot about that. You can't fight for it. Just work on yourself. If they come back to you one day, that's amazing. But that's not the goal. The goal is to be the version that makes you happy, makes you
1: in love you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't
0: stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Because you don't need people to love you. You need to love yourself. And then if other people love you, amazing. Yeah. If they don't, what they, can you do? Yeah. Say love Say love you.
0: Now, going on from this is food. So, nutrition of food is a huge aspect of leveling up in terms of physique wise, but also mental health and emotional health because eating can change your entire mood
2: massively. Like, I think we've got comfort foods, we've got foods uh, that we eat when we're training, um, foods on a rainy day, foods when it's sunny. Sometimes you don't eat at all. You know, when you're having a tough day, you go to that comfort food, that bowl of ice cream. That's okay. You can have that food. But you can't have that food every day. Yeah. But you can have that food. Um, and there is a massive, like, we can, psychology does show that there's a massive connection between food, the way food smells, and the way your brain acts and reacts. Like, there's a massive neurological link there. Okay. Um, so, basically, uh, like, the smell. Say your mum's your, your made you Italian homemade pasta for your whole life. And then you go to a restaurant and someone makes you this dish of pasta and it smells exactly like your mum's cooking. Because your mum's cooking has smell like this and if you were happy with your mum, that pasta dish is gonna make you really happy. Because that smell does actually connect to a part of your brain that releases long term held memories. It's really fascinating. That's very really cool. fascinating. Yeah.
0: I love it. I don't know if I have anything like that.
2: Um I think maybe uh yeah. Mum's jacket potatoes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so winter. true. Um, I love a jacket potatoes. Love jacket potato
2: in winter, yeah.
0: With beans and cheese. Yeah.
2: If I smell oh. jacket potato, I do get really excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or some for some reason, um, vegemite scrolls.
2: Homemade Vegemite scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. They slap. They,
0: they slap. <laughs> they slap. They slap. Bro. Oh my god, on TikTok there was this huge, gigantic vegemite scrolls that one made for, I think it was Baker's Delight. Oh. Fuck oh, mate. That's so good.
2: You swear more than me.
0: Yeah, I love swearing. It's my favourite thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also want to make a note of, like, yes, the ice cream's fine, and dude, I eat so much fucking chocolate, it's ridiculous. But it can make me feel so sluggish. Yeah, 100%. food will literally, if I have just binged um, trigger warning for eating disorders, BTW, if you can't listen to this um, type of thing, please just tune out. No judgement. But if, I just binge and I eat a whole pack of chips and maybe some chocolate. I will feel crap afterwards. In the moment, I'll feel like, yeah, this is so good. But then afterwards, I will just feel so exhausted.
2: I had the best weekend this weekend. I created memories of parties, but I drank and ate rubbish Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) Monday, I sat in bed dying because I'm on uni break this week. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel so big again. And look, I had put on nine kilos in eight weeks and that's all about yo-yo dieting which we hopefully we'll talk about soon but um i just laid down. and i was like oh my god i feel so rubbish i've been eating 1900 calories a day and for these last three days i went off the rails and then you didn't
0: put on the nine kilos because of the weekend though
2: no i didn't that's what you gotta remind yourself weekends you're allowed to enjoy it three days you're allowed to enjoy a Saturday night it's just about what you do during the week and the consistency if you eat amazing five days a week you can have an off day you're allowed it your body is allowed it but it's about doing the right things to make your body deserve it in my opinion yeah. um i i'm not like the virgin saint mary who can talk about everything perfectly i'm not perfect i'm currently sitting here bigger than i want to be um but you have to let your body serve things um you have to give your body things that it deserves in the sense like that if you sit there and you're going i look fat i feel bad I um sorry if I offend anyone using the word fat, but that's what I call it. I look fat. I feel bad. I'm not gonna have that ice cream. But you deserve it. Your body has to have ice cream every now and then. You have to treat yourself. You've worked hard five days. Have some ice cream. Enjoy it. Relax. Mm. Your body deserves it. You know, yeah. like you do deserve to have a break. Yeah. Even when studying, you know, like you study a ton, but your body deserves to go and watch Netflix for half an hour. You deserve that break. Yeah. Like your body has to be treated like a temple. But it also has to be treated like something that deserves good like things. At home. Yeah, it has to be. That's why it's called comfort foods. Because your body needs to be comfortable.
0: Yeah. I think you and I see this differently. So you're happy with like the Friday and Saturday night. Maybe a cheat meal or whatever. I am a big believer of the 80-20 all the time. Yeah. So I will have chocolate every day. Yeah, nice. Period. Um, 80% wholesome foods. 20% foods for the soul.
2: And I think that's awesome Um, And that is something that, like, if you can do it, that's amazing. But for someone like me, I've got such a sweet tooth. If you give me, I assume you only have, like, one bar of chocolate, one row of chocolate. Yeah. If you give me one row of chocolate, turn your back on that bar of chocolate. I've got the whole thing inside me, you know? Like, if I'm going to eat, say you have a whole bar of chocolate over a week, I will just have that one bar of chocolate once. Okay. So, for me, it's, I'm having the same amount as you, but I'm doing it at one sitting, and then I won't do it again for the next six days. Yeah. Because if I do it a little bit, I'm not doing little bits, i'm doing big bits constantly yeah um so for me it's really about what i can do um if you can find yourself and if you're someone sitting here going yeah i can have a bar of chocolate every day and feel great and still train i've been to my calories amazing i wish i could i really do wish i could uh, but if you're someone that goes yeah John T., i have a piece of chocolate and then i go and have another piece and then have another piece and then i have another piece and by the end of that i've had two bars <laughs> we just kind of can't have that chocolate. That's mm. that's the realism of it. Is we have to only have it once a week. Yeah. um But everyone is different. That's the other thing people forget about as well. Everyone is different. You and me are twins. We're ninety nine point nine percent the same. Oh, I
0: hate when people say that. <laughs>
2: but, but we're <laughs> not, <laughs> but we're not the same.
0: No, there's the so many we're differences. Not, that's we're not the same. Okay, <laughs> hear that loud and clear.
2: I'm older and better. Yeah,
0: already. Well, <laughs> John T will literally go to parties and he'll be like, yeah, so I got like all the good jeans, you know, I'm so handsome and so funny. I'll just be like standing there, like, fuck you, man.
2: Yeah, because Angel's that gym girl. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive.
0: Um, yeah. I'm gonna add that like little, you know, Doja Cat which goes Ting! Yeah, add that. In <laughs> That's there. what I'm gonna add. <laughs> Ting!
2: <laughs> no, I um I also want to remind all of you viewers that I'm nine minutes older because I kinda have to remind everyone.
0: Anyway, yo dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> moving swiftly forward, <laughs> yo-yo dieting. Yes, yo-yo dieting. Have you yo-yo dieted? Um,
0: no. I kind of. I basically, when I lost about six kilos, when I really didn't need to lose six kilos, um, I was eating twelve hundred calories a day.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, and then that I did that for about maybe like twelve weeks, eight to twelve weeks, and then. I met my partner, Tom, and I put all the weight back on. Um, and then I lost a little bit of it again. So I haven't really yo-yo dieted as in every two weeks, so I'll start a new diet and then go back. It's been these long-term periods of two to three months where I was eating not a lot, then I was going back to my old habits of eating quite a bit, and now I'm in like this really good long-term for the last year or so I've been eating consistently. Yeah. So I've never, I don't know, my yo yo dieting isn't the same as yours.
2: No, my yo yo dieting is at uh, the pinnacle of yo yo dieting. Please explain. Um, so when I lost all the weight, when I was 15, I was on 1,200 calories a day. And then I did that for three months and it was like amazing. I got to Christmas, I was looking, this photo was, I think I looked brilliant. And um, I then all of a sudden, I, I then all of a sudden get to Christmas and I have one piece of chocolate and because I've got an addictive personality... I
0: remember this.
2: I'm having 5,000 calories in one day again. And within two months, I've put the 30 or 23 kilos back on, whatever it was, and I'm there looking big and then I get even bigger. Um, and I kept on eating rubbish and then I would go on a month and you know lose 10 kilos, come back on to calories. calories. Um, and this kind of happens until I was about 20 last year, midway through last year. So
0: that's five years.
2: Yeah, five years of just eating rubbish... month off eating rubbish a month off and i actually ended up at 123 kilos Mm. um last year in september when i started or august Mm. when i started um and i was 123 kilos and someone's my uh, daniel's wife sat me down and said T, let's do this properly
0: now did what triggered you because did you have a health scare
2: yeah so um around the same time it wasn't as open about it because I kind of thought it was nothing but I was back in my mind just in there going oh my god I'm dying. I was getting like massive heart problems Um, and just like every night I was going to bed and I was basically just like getting a real tight chest Um, and that freaked me out. So I thought okay I'm going to try this by myself and I'm going to try and get fit by myself and I'm not going to address these issues with a doctor because it's probably nothing Uh, but I'm just in my own head. I lost 10 kilos and I still getting the chest problems. Um, I was eating 1500 calories a day for a month and a half lost 10 kilos. Um, Still getting the chest problems I went okay I'm going to go to a doctor um the emergency gp that i went to freaked out she took my bloods and she went to go do a ekg mm-hmm. um uh go do one of those so i did one of those my cholesterol was high my sodium was high everything was high um and i remember i was calling dad on the way home and i'm there going dad i'm 20 years old i can't let myself die without even having the chance to save myself mm. and he said, like you're dying. you've just been over dramatic but to myself i sat there and i was really worried um, because at the end of the you shouldn't have these issues no. he goes we're going to get a second opinion we're going to go get it looked at keep training keep eating well so we went and got a second opinion later that week um and the second opinion was go get your bloods done your heart rate seems fine right now go get your bloods done let's monitor it so i kept showing for another week. get my bloods done get a call from the doctor hey your blood results are in come and check it out so i come back and check it out and um he goes how much you've lost in the time i've seen you first of all and I went from 113 to 109 and a half kilos.
0: So you've already lost 20 kilos at this point.
2: So by this point, I lost 20 kilos. And the heart problems had stopped. The heart pains had stopped. Um, and he goes, look, I'll be honest with you. Everything's perfect. Mm. And I think at that point, the weight just dropped off my shoulders. And I went, oh, my God, I'm not dying. Mm. Um, but that scare forced me to. Because I was lying in bed as a 20-year-old to going, oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack tonight. I'm going to close my eyes. My, my heart's going to stop because I was getting such intense pain. Um, and it turns out that it was basically just a really, really deep muscle tear um, on my chest. Uh, I don't know what muscle it was, but he said it was just kind of like really bad. Just rest up, so I had to skip chest day for a few weeks. Just train the legs and train the shoulders. But you do, do have that.
0: a little bit of high cholesterol?
2: No, nothing. Oh, wow. No high cholesterol, no signs of diabetic Um Do you think that the first doctor
0: was wrong or do you think you've lost the weight?
2: Um, I think it's a bit of both. I definitely think the first doctor was wrong in the sense that... Um, She didn't take her time to talk to me. I had a five-minute consultation with her. She was a emergency doctor in Stuff's Paradise, just one of the emergency GPs there. Um, I think she was wrong. I think it was definitely good I got a second opinion. But what what it did do is it pit my butt into gear. I didn't even let myself have a piece of chocolate on the cheat days. I didn't let myself have a beer. It really made me go, I'm not dying. Um, And I think, I don't know what your viewers are at the moment. If there are any viewers going through that uh, same process, don't freak out it's going to be okay. Do the work. Put yourself at um, put yourself in a good position. Eat well, do the work. Just do the work and mm-hmm. it's all going to work out. Um, don't let fear get the better of you.
0: Yeah, and I think that's important that you went from I'm not dying to now this opinion of I just want to live.
2: I just want to live. I just want to live a great life like at the end of the day if for some reason I'm not being I'm 100 kilos at the moment which I'm not happy with, but if I get down to 95 and be fit Uh, Which I think I will soon. Um, If I can do that, I'll be happy. But say for some crazy, amazing, bad reason, I have a heart attack tomorrow. These last years, since I started my diet, I have lived my life. I've trained. I had a boxing fight in a ring. You know, that was a lifelong goal for me. I've had an amazing partner. Like, if for some reason something terrible happens tomorrow, I've lived my life. That's what you've got to do every day. Um, And that's why yo yo dieting isn't good. Because yo yo dieting doesn't allow you to eat your life. If you're going on 1,200 calories for a month and then eating 4,000 the week after, you're not living your life because those four months you're you're pinning yourself in and making it so hard and then you're having a massive binge and you're not living your life. We're going to a a massive 55th party or whatever it is this weekend and then next weekend we're going to a beer festival. Mm. We'll still train every day. We'll still eat right, but we'll enjoy those two days. So like, I think you've just got to live your life, um, really enjoy it. Yo-yo dieting... For anyone out there that's going through 1,200 calories at the moment, up it's 1,500. I know for some people 1,200 calories might be enough, but just give yourself it's that not. leeway. Just even if, even if you're sitting there and you're going, I'm getting loads of food at 1,200 calories, tell yourself mentally you're allowed 1,500. That's an extra chocolate bar. That's an extra ice cream bar. That's an extra milkshake. You give yourself that leeway to enjoy life.
0: Yeah, I mean, for context, I eat 2,000 calories a day.
2: Yeah, for context, I eat 1,900, whereas a man my size and my age should be eating 3,400 to put muscle mass on. So I'm not eating enough, but I am wanting to lose weight. So yeah. is it okay? Is it bad? I mean, I probably shouldn't be eating as less, but I've got myself a leeway. If I get to 2,400, that's still okay. Yeah. You know?
0: That's good. The final point is finding your ambition. If You choose your purpose in life and you make action. Yep. And you kind of centralize your life around that purpose. Yep. So, it doesn't have to be as specific as I want to do this job and that's all I want to do and that's my life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a mission or having a value that you always come back to. So, I'll give context. My mission in life is empowering women and making women feel like the best version of themselves. I do that in so many facets. So, with the podcast, by talking to other coaches, by being a fitness coach myself, by being a pharmacy student. So, whenever Obviously, I help the male customers, lol. But whenever a female customer comes in, if we want to talk about the pill or if we want to talk about mental health medication, I will always go out of my way to empower that woman and to check in on her. That is just my purpose in life. And that is where I get joy from.
2: Yep. And, like, that's amazing. If you you have something like that in your life and you really are able to do things towards it, that's great. And I, I think everyone should have something like that in their life. I think once you've gone through the four steps that we've already spoken to... Uh, yo-yo dieting family and friends hygiene um not
0: yo-yo dieting not yo-yo <laughs>
2: dieting don't yo-yo diet um, and <laughs> once you've gone through those steps and you're able to go wow i'm feeling great what is my purpose it's amazing i think for me my purpose is people making sure people know that they can be whatever version they want to be of themselves and you don't have to fit into like i've learned at university societal norms you don't have to fit into the pressure that society makes you be if society thinks that you're a man and you sh- and you're athletic so therefore you've got to be a jock scrap that i love being fit i love coaching football players um i also love sitting down and being a nerd i play dnd every week as many times as i can um i love being romantic i love partying you know i've run parties for people i, I want to be broad i want to do everything i love and make it normal that you don't have to be one thing you're not just a gym girl. You are that gym girl who is also that pharmacist girl who also is that super amazing sister to her younger sister. But mm. like you are so and many different And to me, yes, <laughs> so and to me of course. Uh, but you are so many different things like I am. So for me, my purpose is to show people that I'm gonna post a phone me party and then guess what? The next morning I'm gonna post a photo of me at the gym. And then the next night I'll post a photo of me playing D and D. Because I'm allowed to, because you can do whatever you want.
0: That's the thing. I was listening to um, Diary of a CEO. Um, also, I'm not plugging their podcast. I'm plugging my podcast. But Diary CEO is a really good it was podcast. Really good. Um, but with Jimmy Carr, and he was saying that you can literally choose to believe in anything. If you choose to believe that you want to be a postman and you want to drive around in those little buggies and deliver post to people, you can go out, take action, and become a postman. Yeah. Like you can literally believe fucking anything. I could believe that the sky is purple. If I literally convince myself enough that the sky is purple and I'm going outside and all I see is purple, like I will just keep replaying that in my head. So for example, if I believe that I am going to become a very well-known podcaster who uplifts women and who coaches women, and that's going to be my full-time job, then I'm going to reiterate that to myself every single day and know that that's my purpose in life.
2: Well, for me as well, like, as I said, I, want to be a motiv- I basically want to be motivational so people can do what they want to do. Um, and for me, I have to write down something every day. I'll wake up in the morning. If I am going to go and train kids in the afternoon because I'm a soccer coach, um, if I'm going to go and train kids in the afternoon, I will just write on that piece of paper, training these kids to do this. And you've got to say that out loud. Um, I think it's the law of affirmation or something like that. But basically, you say something out loud. The law of attraction. You say something out loud enough you will make it happen. Which goes back to my don't be a victim point, you know, make things happen. Law of affirmation. I'm going to write this down. Law of attraction. I'm going to write this down and I'm going to make it happen. Um, Which is massive. And I also think that the law of attraction is also of your friends. You know, if you sit around five millionaires, the likelihood is you'll become the six. Um, It's all about, it all circles. It all, as we show, relates. Mm. Definitely.
0: I also want to know something I've been struggling with, which is patience. With me? No, not oh, just sorry. with you. I have no patience with Dante. Honestly, Bane of my systems. No, I'm kidding. Love you. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just struggle with... For example, when I started this podcast, I had 37 people listening. No joke. 37 people were listening for, like, the first five episodes. Oh, wow. And I literally... Shout out to them. Shout out to you, 37 oh, bad bitches who... I know who you are. Actually, I have no idea who you are, so far, I'm sorry. Um, but now there's 4,000 downloads. And... For me, at the beginning, I was like, fuck this fucking shit. Like, what the fuck? 37 people listening. All on the other hand, I was like, holy shit, 37 fucking people listening. And I just kept plodding along and doing the thing. And then 100 people listened. And I was like, oh, my God. And then it was 1,000, those was 2,000, those was 3,000. And I was like, holy motherfucking shit. Like, 3,000 people have downloaded this podcast? Like, what the wow. heck?
2: Wow, that's 3,000 people that listen to you.
0: Like, imagine 3,000 people in this room right now.
2: Uh, we wouldn't
0: get them Wait, in. Would in Angel. 3, we wouldn't fit 3,000 people We wouldn't, honestly, it? we wouldn't get them apparently I mean? in Angel's room and it's not very big. No, yeah. my room
2: is tiny. I feel like I'm in <laughs> Harry
0: Potter's cupboard under the stairs. Well, it's not that small. Oh, well, it's not. I'm, I'm dramatic. <laughs> anyway, so I think that even now I go, oh, that 4,000 isn't enough. Why isn't there 10,000? Like, who the fuck do I think I am entitled to 10,000 people listening to me? Why can I not be content with this amount of people and also want more for myself?
2: I think it's best of both worlds, isn't it? Like, I'm really happy with where I'm at at the moment because I'm trying to get fit and I'm on that pathway. But then I'm also sitting there going, Why don't I have a six pack? Why don't I look like that bloke down the road? Because I haven't done the work that he's done yet. Mm. There are people getting thousands of listeners to every podcast, but they've been around for 15 years. Mm. Once you're around for that long, you might be there. And I think it's being content, but being real. You'll be real with yourself. You've got to really understand, and you've posted about being real a lot, you've got to really understand that you have to make it happen. And that someone might look like they're doing better than you, but either they're not being honest about it or they've done the work already. And you should idolise that person, put them on your wall and go, I'm going to work like them." Yeah. I definitely think that's it.
0: And I think something Jimmy Carr also said is the meaning of life is enjoying the passage of time. Yeah. Enjoying making these podcasts, enjoying staying up till midnight, trying to email my favourite fucking people to have on the podcast, which by the way, the next person who I've got on the podcast
2: Oh. Really? I'll Can I guess?
0: You, no, I'll show you after. I'm sorry guys, I'm not going to tell you but like in a month you'll know who it is. Um it's crazy. Like I'm so excited. Muscle. What? Well, she's a woman. She's the musiest woman I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. She's bigger than you.
2: Yeah, that's not hard. She would
0: hold you by your foot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Getting off track. Getting off track. Finding enjoyment in the passage and in the journey and in the doing the shit when I coach my clients that is literally when I get the most fulfillment and the most enjoyment getting those texts from my girls like I had my first ever client she literally messaged me and she said to me Angel I've never had somebody believe in me like this wow yeah
2: wow that's awesome
0: and so I think it's just enjoying the doing
2: definitely I think you've got to enjoy doing the work though like if you go to your job every day and you're really, really praying for a promotion and you're working hard for it, but you're also not enjoying that job, have a look at it. Do I want to be this Why do you want job? the promotion? Yeah, why do you want the promotion if you're not enjoying it? I, um, I was a low-level soccer coach um, and I wasn't getting paid for it, but I loved it. And I said, I'm going to do the work until I get recognized. And I'm recognized at my club. And now I want to do the work until I get recognized in Europe. And then I want to do the work until I get recognized on a telly somewhere. Mm-hmm. That for me is an awesome goal. And there's little steps that I have. Like, they sound like massive, massive plans. But there's baby steps. And I'm enjoying the work to get every baby step done. Yeah. Because you've got to enjoy it.
0: Absolutely. Well, that has been our chat. Yeah. About levelling the fuck up. Level the
2: fuck up. Oh, I my love God. It.
0: So, at the end of every pod, I do something. It's called the highlight of your week. So, it's your biggest brag. Yep. I love a good brag. It's your favourite thing of the week. Something that's superficial. Something that's really deep and meaningful. I really don't care. No judgment zone. Do you have a highlight of the week?
2: Um, yeah, so I'm talking about the week that's just gone. It's been an awesome week. Um, my absolute highlight, and it's going to sound so lame, my absolute highlight was um, drinking hot chocolates with my girlfriend. Ah! Um, we had these little marshmallow bomb hot chocolates. Um, from Sanjuro. Oh, Santuro. Um So unhealthy. Oh. Um, we made a fit into our day. But um, we had these little hot chocolate bomb things, and she was making them. I'd had a few drinks, and I was just looking at her going, this warming is amazing. Aww. And for me, that's my highlight. It wasn't something massive. It wasn't something crazy. wasn't something I've won a World Cup. But that was my highlight. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about my low light, Liverpool tied this morning. So uh, that was my low We won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. We won't talk, talk about Liverpool
0: tying for the second time yeah. this season. Anyway. So, my highlight yep. is also food-related. Yep. We went to the Barbarian. Ooh, that was it. Yeah, you were there. We had a family dinner there. Oh, yeah, we did. I loved that.
2: That was so that nice. Was so,
0: and I also had the best vegetarian schnitzel ever.
2: Yeah. Oh. I found a little bit of salt on top. Um, was worried about my sodium intake. <laughs> but it was really nice. It was really, really good. It was good. really
0: nice. Um, if you like John I I don't. But if you do... <laughs> He's a really cool guy sometimes. Anyway, if you like John T, I will link everything that you need to know about him down below. Um, go spam him, check him out, and just give him some good vibes. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Well, not anytime. You're never welcome back ever again. Well, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.